Blog Talk Radio. Dallas-Fort Worth area, 
feel free to come and worship with us. We are at 4204 Cardinal Drive, Dallas, Texas, 75216. Once again, I want to thank each and every one who are listening to the show, and thank you for your continued prayers and support. Okay, all right, all right. Sorry, um, this week I end up going to bed right on the air conditioning, so I might sound kind of congested, so I apologize for that. But we're going to go with the show anyway. Question Is it hard for you to forgive someone? Is it hard for you to let go of the anger? or revenge, or even if it's hard for you to let go of the past. Those are some of the questions that we want to answer today. So on this show, we're going to talk about steps to help you to forgive the benefits of forgiveness and also the dangers of holding on to unforgiveness. In the episode called The Danger, excuse me, in the episode called, you ready? The Deadly Dose of Unforgiveness. That's what we want to talk about today. When you think about it, there's a lot of things that might have transpired in our life. And sometimes when it comes down to those who have done you wrong, those who have hurt you, hurt you deeply, especially those that you may have trusted and they have abandoned your trust, they have violated your trust or even violated your heart. Sometimes it's hard to let it go. And a lot of times we hear people say, well, you know, you, you just got to move on or you just you just got to let it go. You just got to just uh, let the past be the past. People often say that, but no one actually taught us about how to let go of the hurt, let go of the unforgiveness. And so when we look at it, many of us have experienced things when it came to having, like I say, our trust broken, friendship broken, heart broken. And not just those type of things with um, heart. It could be not just even a relationship or marriage. It could even be trust as far as a friend. It could be trust within the family. So it can happen to us in any aspect of our lives. So I do want to say this. Also, a lot of people think because you're dealing with holding on to the past, holding on to a grudge, holding on to unforgiveness, a lot of times people think, well, you know, if you still hold on to it, you ain't saved. Or if you hold on to it, you know, you are, you haven't moved on. But what we want to do, we want to talk about 
how to move on because many people, like I was saying earlier, many people tell you what to do, but they don't tell you or teach you how to do it. And also realizing because of where you're at in life, you cannot deal with this alone. And a lot of times people can easily give you, if you want to say a self-help book, or even if they can give you a scripture on what to do, that's great. But you need someone to walk beside you to help you in these areas that you might have been hurt because when you've been hurt, a lot of times you are allowing yourself to be exposed. You are becoming vulnerable. And sometimes it opens up old wounds. It opens up more wounds. And you want someone there beside you that's going to help you. And also God will also provide people there to help you. So we are helpers of one another, and God wants us to be able to help each other. Now, of course, ultimately our source will depend upon also God has placed people here on earth to help us. We are not, we're not supposed to deal with this on our own. No man is an island. And also, even with us as believers, as believers, we are a family. We are a Christian family. So when one person is hurt, when one person in the body of Christ is hurt, we all should be there to help, to coach, to mentor them, to encourage them. Sometimes even just to be there just to listen, to be there, be there even present. You don't have to be there vocally. Just your presence means something. Just your availability means something. So we want to address those things today. So first of all, what we want to do, we want to talk about, first, let's look at forgiveness. What is forgiveness? Forgiveness is to wipe the slate or wipe the debt clean, to give up the right revenge. That's forgiveness. Now, God wants us to be able to forgive. So now we know what forgiveness is. When we look at it, what is unforgiveness? So if forgiveness is to wipe the debt clean, think about it. Forgiveness is to wipe the debt clean. What is unforgiveness? Unforgiveness is to keep or pile or add on to the debt. Unforgiveness is to keep the debt, pile of debt, or even to keep on seeking revenge or to seek revenge. Now, when we talk about to wipe the slate clean pertaining to forgiveness, and now we talk about unforgiveness, which is to keep the debt. Think about it. Where does that pile of debt add up at? It adds up and it stays within your soul. What is your soul? The seat of your emotions. Your soul, the seat of your emotions. That means your soul, it controls your thought process, your thinking, how you feel, your response, 
how you process things. Unforgiveness, it pollutes your soul. It pollutes the real you. Pollutes that. So if we want if we want to keep unforgiveness, knowing that it creates a polluted atmosphere within ourselves, it affects your thinking, your feelings, your whole being. That's what unforgiveness will do. But also, we want to look at not only how it affects you, we spoke about the mental, your emotional standpoint. Every aspect of your life is centered around whoever have hurt you. It seems like everything pertaining to your life is centered, it's geared towards that person or even the event of your hurt. What do I mean? A lot of times people put landmarks on things. Matter of fact, if you're getting ready to go somewhere and you've never been there, they'll tell you landmarks that will help identify the location of the place. Matter of fact, when people ask, you know, where's the location of my church at? Well, of, of our church, true believers, um, I always tell them, "Do you know where Sweet Georgia Brown is?" I say, "Oh yeah, yeah, that's a familiar landmark within the area." So when they know where Sweet Georgia Brown is, they know that they are in the area or facility of our church, and we can just, you know, navigate them to from Sweet Georgia Brown to our church. And so when you look at Unforgiveness. Unforgiveness leaves a landmark to things and areas in your life that remind you of something tragic that has happened. Now, when I say something tragic, it can be anything that has affected you. And if you think about it, when we hold on to unforgiveness, a lot of times it's not just the small things. It's something they have really, if you want to say, either identified or changed us, affected us. It could be anything because it also is a it's an individual thing because what may have affected me may not affect you. And so we have to understand that each person is their own individual and also we have to respect each person's level of hurt, each person's level or sensitivity towards hurt or pain. So, like I said, once once I've been affected by something, that doesn't mean that it's going to affect you the same way or you may not respond the same way and vice versa. So that's why it's important for us to be able to Respect each other at all costs because you don't understand the level of hurt or the level of trust that a person have had in a specific situation. That's the reason why 
even pertaining to grief. People grieve differently, and there are different stages of grief, but just because a group of people are grieving, even at the same time, that doesn't mean that they go through the same stage at the same time. So that's why it's important for us to be able to respect each other hurt, respect each other through the process of grief or whatever that a person is dealing with. So it's for us to be able to be aware that we are holding on to unforgiveness. We are holding on to hurt. We're holding on to something that God did not design for us to hold on to. God did not design for us to keep unforgiveness. Unforgiveness is like a hot potato. A hot potato, once you hold a hot potato, when you get it right out the oven, if you don't have on any mittens or a towel to hold on to it, what do you do? You bounce it off from your hand and put it on the table and hand it to somebody. That's the same way we have to do with unforgiveness. When we become aware which is very important for us to do a self self analysis, a self analysis daily. So, uh, several times a day, whatever. If the Lord laid laid something upon your heart, which is your spirit, man, if if the Lord laid something upon your heart, you know what? You might need to check that out, or you might have a feeling. You know, you know what? I'm, I'm feeling uneasy. God, can you expose why I'm having this feeling? And if it's unforgiveness, then God will let you know. So being able to be aware, first, when something occurs, when something occurs either to you or someone that you love, it might have been a misunderstanding. It could be anger or even tragedy. If there are any events that have transpired, we have to examine ourselves right then and there. Examine ourselves immediately because that could be an opportunity for the devil to place unforgiveness. And see, sometimes unforgiveness, it comes from some type of hurt. Because a lot of times we want to we be identified. We want to be acknowledged. And when we're not acknowledged or when we have been hurt, when our trust has been broken, when our hearts have been broken. A lot of times when we are hurt, we want those who have hurt us to hurt just like they hurt us. Think about it. A lot of times those who have hurt us, a lot of times we want to take revenge upon ourselves and make them feel how they made us feel. Just being transparent. Now, a lot of times, people may not directly want to cause their hurt, and I'm not just saying a physical hurt. Sometimes a person can think it. So a person may not, physically want to do it, but they will wish that same hurt that they've received, 
they will wish that same hurt upon that person who hurt them. If they don't directly hurt that person, they would wish that that same hurt that that person caused them, that someone else caused that same hurt towards them. That makes sense? So what God wants us to do is not only to give up the, if you want to say give up the feeling of seeking revenge, but also even wanting someone else to hurt them. Something else I want to share. Unforgiveness, when it sets. Now, of course, we mentioned a lot of time unforgiveness comes from hurt. It could be a rejection. It could be uh, mistrust. Whatever it may, whatever hurt, however the hurt was caused, the result is hurt. And then if the hurt is not addressed, it creates unforgiveness. Now, when unforgiveness stays, then it creates anger, which turns to hate. Sometimes Anger and unforgiveness is parallel. So sometimes they're neck and neck. But when you hold on to unforgiveness or when you hold on to anger, what happens, the the offspring of unforgiveness or the offspring of anger produces hate. When we look at it, if we look at, and like I said, let's be honest with ourselves, there have been many times in our life we may not have said we quote-unquote verbally hate a person, but our actions shows that we do. Now, first and foremost, I do want to put this disclaimer. I'm not a licensed quote-unquote physician, so I would recommend for those who may want to seek professional counseling, First and foremost, I would encourage that. And also, there are Christian counselors that are here in the neighborhood, in this community, on earth that God has provided help for us. They are ministers. They That is a profession of ministry. So there are some Christian counselors that can help us, not just from the if you want to say secular sense or the book sense, but more importantly from the Bible sense. So there are some that are available to help us. And if those who may be seeking help or want to uh, look for some help uh, as far as a licensed, Christian licensed physician, if you need help looking for one, feel free to let me know, and I will try to help find something for you. So I do want to put that disclaimer but when you look at it, think about this. Ultimately, when we hold on to anger or unforgiveness and we begin to hate, it really don't affect the person who have hurt us. It really affects us. See, when you think about it, have you ever seen someone that it seems like they always just so mean? It seemed like 
I don't care. I don't care what kind of day you're having. You can say, "Hello, how you doing? This is a good day," and they're complaining. They're they're so negative. Why is that? A lot of times, that's the result of a full blown hatred or full blown unforgiveness. See, it starts small. See, the devil, all he needs is a crack. All he needs is a small peephole or even less than a peephole of opportunity for you to be able to become or change who you are. Think about it. The devil needs just not just an opportunity, but when the opportunity comes and we are not watchful and we allow him to come in, all they need is just one little small little peephole. And then all of a sudden what happens, we change. We become someone that we're not. So when we look at it, unforgiveness, unforgiveness is from someone who has hurt us, someone who might have taken our trust or taken our heart for granted. And what happens happens when we don't forgive, and what I mean forgive, I don't mean just, just delaying it. No, when you become aware of it, you get rid of it immediately. You confess and you give that hurt over to God. Because if not, when we hold on to unforgiveness, which will create anger, which will create hatred, when we hold on to unforgiveness, when we hold on to hatred, what happens? That gives the devil an opportunity to not only to change us, but also what happens, the greatest way that it can affect us is we become the person who have hurt us. What do I mean? Oftentimes, the person that you hate or the person you hold on to unforgiveness towards, the devil would use that same characteristic, that same nature, that same character, and have you to become the same type of person. Have you noticed? Let's just say someone was in a relationship and they got cheated on, then they hold on to unforgiveness. What happened as they hold on to unforgiveness? Eventually, when they don't let that go, when they don't forgive that person, what happened, that person ended up becoming the same type of person. There was a player or there was a promiscuous person who have hurt you, and now you don't trust anyone. And now, all of a sudden, you become the same type of individual who have hurt you. Or you could look at a guy who might have had unforgiveness towards his father. His father might have left his family. And all of a sudden, that little kid grows up, but he hates his father. He's holding on to unforgiveness. And what happened when he become an adult, he end up, Duplicating the same characteristics, same characteristics as his father. So, no matter who it is, actually, even seeing if you look at leadership, when I say leadership, it can it can even be at the workplace. You see 
a demanding supervisor. We're not talking about, you know, someone that's by the book. No, we're talking about someone who's deliberately hurting people, who's deliberately giving injustice to people, to staff members. What happens? People end up hating him or holding on to grudges, unforgiveness, and then all of a sudden they eventually become a supervisor. And they're so, if you want to say, they're not careful, but they are having that person, that former supervisor, so much on their mind saying, I would never do that, I would never do that. But unconsciously, you end up doing the same thing, if not worse than what that supervisor did that you hold on unforgiveness for. So it's very important for us to be aware, like I said, do a self-analysis on our spiritual man so we can be able to be aware of, you know what, every time I I think of that particular person or every time I think about that particular event, if your response is, "Mm," or if you see that person, and there's a, I mean, just being real, we know how it feels when we hold on to something towards somebody. We know how it feels. We know what we say within ourselves. We don't have to say it verbally. But even if it's within yourself, remember there is an audience of one that sees all, that knows all, that hears all. So even if you feel like nobody else heard you, know that God hears you, God sees you. And to be honest with you, that's all that really matters. So I don't care how you try to or how we try to hide it from others. You cannot hide how you really feel towards the individual. See, we always talk about the Bible where it says man looks at the outer appearance, but God looks at the heart, which means God looks at your motive, your motive, your spiritual man within the spiritual realm. So when we are holding on to unforgiveness, when we have an ought against someone, regardless if it's some, regardless if it's someone who may have hurt it, it doesn't matter. The thing is, we have to immediately let it go, but not just throwing it out in the air. No, we serve a God that wants us to give it to Him. Give it to Him, because if we don't give it to Him and allow Him to burn it, and throw it in a sea of forgiveness, what happened, we would end up taking it upon ourselves and burying it. And there's a difference. See, when you bury something, like I said about a landmark earlier, there's a landmark. There's a tombstone that you put on there, and a lot of times we revisit. We revisit that area. Sometimes, for whatever reason, we may go there to rehearse, we may go back there to, well, you know, um, yeah, I remember what they did. Or we say, yeah, I forgive, but I won't forget. Yeah, we say these things. But like I said, God wants us to give it to him. And when you think about it, the difference between something that's buried because we can go back to it versus something that God throws into the sea. What is thrown into the sea? A lot of times it's ashes or cremations. And what happens, you can't put those back together. But a lot of times when we rehearse things and go into the go to that that tombstone that we have buried, a lot of time we can dig it back up. 
And a lot of times we want to dig it back up and we don't want to give it to God because we want to sometimes justify our feelings because we sometimes want to stay the victim, just being honest. Sometimes we want to stay the victim because we feel either, quote, unquote, we feel vindicated or sometimes we identify ourselves either by our hurt or sometimes because we want to get that attention. That's being real. Because a lot of times when when people who have hurt, when people get together who've been who've experienced some of the same things and they have not given that given that hurt, given that issue to God, it doesn't become a helping tool for people to get together. What happens, it becomes a vending or a comparison of, well, my hurt was worse than yours. And see, then nobody actually gets help. So that's why God wants us to be able to give it to him. But I want to share a couple of things with you. First and foremost, when we look at our physical body, our physical body, in order for us to not get sick, what we need to do, we need to keep our immune systems high. We need to keep our immune systems high, eat right, get proper rest, take your vitamins, uh, drink plenty of water, and stay away from bad habits. That will help us to stay healthy and have our immune system high, have our immune system healthy. But when when you don't take care of yourself, it weakens your immune system, and then you're prone to get sick. You're prone to catch anything. Well, that's on the natural sense, but also what happened, it applies in the spiritual senses too, because unforgiveness weakens your spiritual immune system. Unforgiveness. Unforgiveness will weaken. Unforgiveness will allow you to attract anything that can weaken you spiritually. Spiritually, mentally, emotionally, psychologically, which also may even affect you financially. So unforgiveness, unforgiveness, it will create havoc because it will weaken your spiritual immune system, mental immune system. But also, even speaking about the physical, when you look at it, a lot of time it just doesn't deal with the spiritual aspect uh, because when we think about it, I'm going to say this first, holding on to unforgiveness is a spiritual poison, and it's not just for you to let it go, not so much for that other person, but mainly for you. Unforgiveness will hurt you. So forgiveness is not just for that other person. Forgiveness is for you. See, one of the analogies we always hear, holding on to unforgiveness is like drinking poison, you drinking poison, and expecting the other person to die. The answer is no. When you hold on to unforgiveness, unforgiveness is toxic. You are holding on to that disease. You hold on to that poison. You hold on to that lethal, lethal 
gasoline that can kill you, not just by the fire of anger, but even the unhealthy fumes because you're in the area of it. And just like gasoline, gasoline can blow you up when there's fire, but also the fumes of it, it it removes oxygen from your body, and it can kill you. Same thing with unforgiveness. You holding on to unforgiveness can cause a blow-up when there's anger, but also, like I said, it can take the spiritual life out of you because of the fumes. So we have to allow that to go. We have to give that. We have to give up the unforgiveness and receive the forgiveness that God wants us to have, but knowing that we can't do it on our own ability. We have to ask God to help us to be able to give forgive those who have hurt us. But also we have to remember this. If we can't forgive those who've hurt us, then how can we expect God to forgive us when we have hurt him? Now, I'm not saying, oh, it's going to be peaches and cream. Or you can do it. You can't do it in your own ability, just being real. You can't do it in your own ability because when you think about it, when you deal with those who have hurt you, sometimes, like I was saying earlier, sometimes you want to you want them to understand what they put you through. But that should help us to even trust God with that responsibility of Revenge. See, a lot of times we want to make sure that that person really understands what they put us through. But in actuality, it's not our responsibility. Our responsibility for going, give it to God and keep on living. Because if not, somewhere down the line, it will make us disobey God. How? Think about Noah. God told Noah to go to Nineveh. And you know what he said? I ain't going to Nineveh. It could have been. It was just a little short journey. But God, not Nineveh, uh, Jonah. Jonah said, I'm not going. So I'm mistaken, a three-day journey from Nineveh. No, no, I'm not going. Them wicked people, blah, 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 blah. He said he wasn't going. So what happened? Unfortunately, he disobeyed God. Jonah disobeyed God. And because he disobeyed God, nothing went right for him. What happened? He got on a ship, and they, excuse me, he got on a boat, and they realized he was the one that was causing the turbulence on the boat. And eventually they threw him off the boat, and he landed in the bed of a whale. And right then and there, while he was in the bed of a well, he ended up having an encounter with God, and he changed his mind. And when he got out of that well, he ran like never before. He ran, he went out there to Nineveh, and he did what God had him to do. God wanted him to minister to his enemies. See? God wanted him to do something that was uncharacteristic, being able to pray or minister to 
the enemy. But when he did it, they were receptive to it. So that's why even in the Bible it tells us that we have to pray for those that may have used us, who have mightfully used us. But in other words, pray for our enemies. And not only in praying for our enemies, but if our enemies, if they're hungry, what do we do? We don't ignore them. It's our responsibility to feed them. If they're thirsty, give them something to drink. See, because anybody can repay evil for evil. Now, I'm not saying we as Christians, we are better. No, I didn't say that. We're just different. We don't operate the same way that the world does. We don't. Because we have we have a different DNA. And that was purchased through the blood of Jesus Christ. And they have drafted us into God's family. So what do we do? We we emulate our father, our spiritual father. We pick on his characteristics and also we pick up his strength and also we have him to help us to be able to do the things that we can't do on our own. So just like how Jonah did God can help us to do it. So that's why it's very important. We can pray for our enemies. We can pray for our enemies. We can, excuse me, and it's easy for somebody to say, well, you know what, I don't want to deal with them. But see, what we have to realize is not really them that's doing that or they have done that, regardless of what it is. It's not really them it's the spirit that's operated within them. The spirit that operated within them that may have caused them to do it. So we have to think on a higher level. We have to think on a whole different mindset. Because, number one, when you look at it, if we did what others have done to us, then how can we allow, how can we allow God to come into our life and make the difference in our life. And also, what better opportunity for God to make a difference in our life, especially through those who have hurt us? Hmm. You know, I will, I will say this. Um, I was looking back this week. I was reminded of an incident that happened some years ago. And... Um, it was a hurtful experience. Just being honest, it was a hurtful experience. Um, I had somebody to lie on me and and all that. And and to some people, it might have been you know just easily blown off. But me personally, um, I believe in being a man of character. I believe in being a man that you know ethics. And so one of the things, me personally, one thing I can't stand. I can't stand. I can't stand when or if I can't stand if someone says a particular characteristic about me and it's not me. And so that particular situation, it affected a couple of things. It affected the relationship. It affected even how some people may have viewed me. I had a problem with it. 
I really had a problem with it. But when I gave it to God, God told me I need to make sure I forgive him. And not only in forgiving him, but pray for him. Pray that God open up his eyes and understanding. And also even pray for the person who may have received that. And then wish them well. Hmm. And then there was something else that God showed me. After I began to get the emotional part out of it, after I began to not look at the natural, but even look within the spiritual realm of things, God showed me that it had to happen to me and not somebody else. Because if it had to happen to somebody else, the same way they may have, they might have taken it differently. There might have been a different response. They might have either went to jail or did something worse, did something foolish. But God was showing me that he allowed it to happen for him to get the glory. But also it was actually a teachable moment for me, being able to allow God to come in in an area that was very unfamiliar to me, but also it helped me to have a deeper trust in God to allow God to handle the consequences, allow God to deal with the issue. In other words, let God handle it. And see what I found out along with that, I found out when things happen that might have hurt you or when people may have hurt you, experience uh experience happen things happen where it could have been it could have been just foul, gone south. One of the things that God began to show me was a lot of time the devil wants that to happen to make us give up the things that God has for us. What do I mean? A lot of time when adversity comes or when hurt comes or when betrayal comes, a lot of time our blessing is right there, right at the door. But the devil will try to use what happened, that experience to happen, to make us become someone that we're really not, to make us become someone that God didn't authorize, authorize us to be. And then automatically we give up the rights that God has for us. We give up the blessings that God has for us. But also what happens, we allow that hurt to get us off focus. Things that we are desiring from God, a lot of things we're seeking God for. The devil will try to bring some type of distraction before God moves. Or even while, even right when we're right at the door to receive our blessing, they're never going to try to bring some distraction. And sometimes that distraction is through hurt or through someone leaving or someone, some betrayal or some rejection, something. Something, the devil going to try to use something to get our attention off of God and onto whatever may have gone on, hurt, unforgiveness, whatever. Hmm. 
that's why God wants us to continue to stay focused. But also another thing, when we look at it, God wants us to forgive our enemy or forgive those who hurt us because, like I said, our blessing is right there at the door. And when we look at it, I'm going to read for you all uh, Psalms 24. I'm going to read the third through the fifth verse. I'm going to read it from uh, I'll read it from the King James Version. It says, Who shall ascend into the hills of the Lord? Or who shall stand in his holy place? Get this, verse 4. He who has clean hands and a pure heart, who has not lifted up his soul into vanity nor swore deceptively. Five. He shall receive the blessings from the Lord and righteousness from the Lord of his salvation. Now, see, speaking about if our conduct is pure and whose worship is faithful, also the clean hands refer to right actions, and a pure heart refers to the right attitude and will. In other words, walking by faith and integrity, being people of integrity no matter what. And see what happens when we when we hold on to unforgiveness, like I was saying, really so much affects the other person and affects us, but also it cuts off our blessing. Also it, it hinders us from operating, it hinders us from even having a great quality rest. See, people don't realize, or some people may not be aware of it, but unforgiveness, anger, hatred, it don't just deal with the the spiritual man, it deal with the physical man too. High blood pressure, Stress, sleepless night. And also, like I was saying earlier, by it weakening your spiritual immune system, but it will also weaken your natural or your physical immune system. It's a lot of people who have ailments, and when you trace it, it it is because of unforgiveness. <clears throat> When you trace it, the root problem is unforgiveness. This is the thing. One of the biggest lies they've ever been told, people say time will heal all wounds. Time does not heal wounds. It's what you do within that time. That's what heals wounds. So us brushing it under the rug will not help us to move on spiritually, Mentally or emotionally, but us giving it to God. I don't care how you may get a letter from the IRS. You can push it under the rug. You can hide it. You ignoring it will not make it go away. It has to be paid. And the only way that it can be paid is if you give it to God. I'm using the analogy of on the IRS. But when you look at it, there are some things 
that we have hope, we have held on to people who may have hurt us, who may have done us wrong. And you know what? When you when you acknowledge it, that doesn't mean that you agree with what they did. No. But also, I do want to say this. You can forgive that person, but like I always say, just because you forgive a person doesn't mean that you trust the person. When you forgive a person, especially someone who have broken your trust, when you forgive them, you don't put them in the, in the same level of trust that they were at. You don't do that. See, forgiveness is free. Forgiveness is automatically given. But trust is not automatically given. Trust is supposed to be earned. You forgive a person no matter what. But trust in the person, you don't have to trust them. The Bible does not tell you to trust the person. Actually, the Bible tells you, lay hands suddenly on no man, which means don't give your approval to people who has not earned it. And if they have not earned it, you don't give them your approval. And I do want to say this. Just because someone approves them does not mean that you approve them. Just because someone else trusts them does not mean that you trust them. If so many people, and I will say this, if so many people, even within the church, why a lot of times church folks, we as church folks, it hurts the most because we jump to conclusions and assume. But also just because someone else say, oh, they're a good person or they're a Christian, just because we hear them say that, we automatically let our guards down. And what happened? We end up getting used. Well, you know, they, they, they were a good mechanic. I paid them up front. This will be a good Christian, brother. I paid them up front, and I ain't seen them come back to my house to work on my house. Mm-mm. Business is business. So just a matter of fact, when someone try to use the excuse of, well, you know, that's, that's Reverend so-and-so, that's pastor so-and-so, evangelist so-and-so, apostle this and all that stuff, when people say that, that doesn't mean you trust them. You watch. Why? Because people of God, true people of God, they have ethics. And you have to allow people to earn your trust. Don't give it. Don't give it. Don't give it. I will say this. Respect is given no matter what. You respect the person's position. You respect a person's office. You respect the person. Respect is free. But trust is a cost. And anybody that don't want to pay the cost of trust, don't trust them. Keep your guards up. Be watchful. The Bible tells us to be vigilant. The Bible tells us to watch as well as pray. The Bible tells us be wise as a serpent, but harmless as a dove. We have to be watchful. <clears throat> so the main thing is for us to be able to understand that there are things that may happen that may try to catch us off guard. And a lot of it pertains to unforgiveness. So while why why does the devil deal with us in that matter? Because he knows 
the purpose and plan that God has for us, even if we don't know it or understand it. But the devil wants us to get sidetracked. The devil does not want us to become the men and ladies that God called for us to be. So sometimes he may even try to bring stumbling blocks. If he can't get your attention in by somebody that may be a stranger, somebody that may be distant from you, sometimes he may even use those who are close to you to catch your attention. And sometimes that hurt can be so devastating, especially when it comes to those that are closer to you, those that you least expect, those that might have been your family, might have been uh, within the church, whatever. A lot of times when we look at it, the deeper the hurt or the deeper the anger or unforgiveness was, the deepness of it, when you look at it, it let us know that there's a deeper promise. There's a deeper calling. There's a deeper gift that God has for us. And also, no matter what, that's an opportunity for God to come in and help us and heal us because as hurtful it might have been, as hurtful as it might have been, that let us know that that was a big distraction that the devil tried to use. That was a deep distraction that the devil tried to use for a reason. And so that should help us to seek God even more. So that way we can be able to allow him to come in and minister to us, but also it'll keep us on focus to receive the things that God has for us, but also become the people that God called for us to be. So what I'm going to do, I'm going to take a few minutes right now, and we're going to go to the phone line for those who may want to say something, for those who want to just even share their heart. We're going to allow this moment for us to even just go to the phone lines right now. Right now, I see someone uh, with the area code 405. We're going to go to the phone line right now. Hello, welcome to Reconnect My Heart Podcast. You on the air? Hello. Hello there. Hello there. How are you doing today? I'm okay. How are you? I'm doing good, doing good. Okay, good. Um... Oh, my heart is beating so fast. Sorry. No, it's okay. Um, Mine too. I, was, <laughs> I don't know why I'm like that. That's so annoying. Um, I was just enjoying your show. Like um, that. That made so much sense, and it hit home to me in a lot of ways. So I wanted to thank you for for that message. And. It made a lot of sense to me, and it made me think about um, a lot of my relationships and how, like, I was hurt by someone as a child, and um, it led to things in my adulthood, and um, I didn't feel like I should have forgiven that person, and I always felt like forgiving them is, like, making it okay that they did that. And this is something that's affected my whole life, still affecting me as an adult. So I didn't understand. I'm like, this isn't fair. Why should I forgive this person? That means it's okay. And what if they do it to somebody else? But then I started to understand how forgiveness isn't for them. It's for yourself. 
and I saw um, how much it was hurting me, and then I wanted to forgive when I when I understood um, the seriousness of unforgiveness. I really did want to forgive. I just I didn't know how, and I understood why it was important. So I just didn't know how. Um, and then I would think I forgave that person, and then something would happen, and I would just have this feeling. I'm like, okay, I guess I didn't forgive them, but. Um, then, like, how I knew that I forgave the, forgave the person was when I didn't think about them and wish something would happen to them, I just started to pray for them so that God would change their heart and their mind and pray that that um, it doesn't happen to somebody else and pray that he can change them. And that's how I knew that I had forgiven him because, forgiven that person because at first I was just, like, I hated this person. I wanted them to suffer. Like, they really hurt me, so I wanted them to suffer. But now, um, I want God to change their heart. I don't want them to hurt. I want them to change because it's the reason why they are like that. And so, um, yeah, this really hit home. Like, it made so much sense to me, and I'm just thankful for for you, um, for you making this. You always bless me with your podcast, but this particular subject, like, I really hit home to me, and I want to thank you for speaking on that, and I hope that I could help somebody with me. Oh, but thank you, and yes, yes. Even you, Sharon, and, and number one, like I said, thank you very much, and see, this is God's podcast to help God's people for us to be able to be the mediator yeah. that God mm-hmm. calls for us to be. And also even, um, I don't just say this as a cliche, but that's why it's called Reconnect My Heart. So that way we can be reconnected to the way that God originally made us. God didn't make us to be hurt or holding on to unforgiveness and, and all that stuff. But the devil will try right. to do things to detach us from God and the purpose that he has for us. And so even platform, like this is a platform to help even share your testimony. This is a testimony that even though you're vocalizing it, when you think about the many people who may be listening who may not be strong enough or who may not have felt the courage to even share. So for you as one individual speaking, you're speaking on behalf of so many. You're speaking on behalf of thousands. And like I always say, a lot of times they sit right here amongst us in the church. And a right. lot of times people are scared to bring it up because, well, I don't want anyone to look at me differently. I don't want anyone to know what I went through right. because yeah. they're going to judge me or, uh, or, or what it, you know, they're going to treat me differently. But you know what? Exactly. It's not about them. It's not even about us, but it's about him. Yeah. And also, even what you're sharing, think about how many people who may have, and I'm going to tell you like this, people feel when, when a person has gone through something specifically, you don't even have to bring it up. You don't even have to go into details exactly what it is. But when people who have been hurt or have experienced the same thing as you, they can pick up in the spirit, oh, she's 
speaking to me. Oh, yeah. oh I know yeah. what she went through. I know what she went through. I just wish I had the courage to have that. And you know what? If she can deal with that and God can help her to be at where she is now, that means there's hope for me. God can help me. You know, and what I always say, what the devil meant for evil, God can turn it for your good. Because to be honest with you, even you just being <laughs> strong enough to say that you overcame this, you okay, you're not defeated, and you're not in the same place right. that you were right. a year, two years, three years ago. Right. You proved yeah. the devil yeah, to be alive. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, you proved the devil to be alive, and you even proved yourself to be alive. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, and um, but now whenever somebody hurts me or um, I feel like I'm holding on to something, then I um, now I I address it right then and I try to process it right then because when you don't do that, then it starts to build up and that's when bitterness grows. And yeah, so, yeah. you know, like you were saying, you just kind of ignore it and brush it off, and then it just keeps building. And so now, um, going through that and having to go through that, now I see, like, the importance of not letting it build up. You know, you, you try to just ignore it, but it's never going to go away. It's just going to get worse. You have to adjust it when it happens. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. time go by, I think you'll get over it. You have to adjust it at that time. So... Um, I'm just thankful for growth, um, for, for, for discovering that. So now whenever I go through things, I'm, I, I address it right then instead of letting it build up. So I've, I've definitely grown a lot. And I'm just thankful for my church family and everyone that, that God did, has put in my life. Um, it's kind of crazy to think about, but, yeah, thank you for letting me share. Oh. My honor, my honor, and, you know, like I said, we, we definitely appreciate you, um, you know, not just not just as a church member, but as a as a member in our biological family, as a member in our friendship. We appreciate you. We definitely appreciate you, you know, and, I'm, and I'm, I'm, I'm grateful to see what God has done for you and through you and, and how much of a blessing that you are to so many people, even people that you don't even know yet. No, you're yeah. you're helping. You're helping. And the funny thing about it is, even you know, I was I was listening, which a lot of times people people question because things may come back up, like you was mentioning how we want to forgive, and then when an event happens and it reminds us of that, and then we question, okay, well, maybe I didn't forgive, but see what happened, I found right. out. It's just like layers of onions. See, you may have forgiven, and let's say you know there may be something later on that happens that make you remember or remind you, and then it may be a a different feeling. It might yeah. be uneasiness. Well, think about this. A lot of times yeah, it's showing us the level of depth, the, 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 the deepness of how much that hurt was. So that doesn't mean that, Oh, you didn't forgive. No, you you're forgiven, but God is exposing the deepness, so that way you can continue to get more healing. 
Because a lot of times we just see what's on the surface. And then once something happens and we see, oh, it's something else. It's just like we can hit the ground. We can hit the ground. The ground is solid. But what happens, in order to get the water that's underneath the ground, we got to break that surface. And as long as we keep digging and digging and digging, eventually we're going to hit the water that's underneath the ground. So as we keep breaking that ground up, there are levels. There are levels of the hurt that may end up being exposed. And so that's showing you, you know what, this is something I can give to God. And even though, even though I was, I was, if you want to say I was healed, I was being delivered on that level, but there are some deepness that might have been some rooted things, and God is exposing, and like you did, being able to acknowledge it and able to give it to him, you know. So that's a beautiful thing, especially what I found out. I found out when you have to deal with your enemies, it's one thing when you when you have somebody that may have hurt you or may have um, did you wrong, may have mistreated you, you never see them again. But what about when you have to see them? What if, What about, it's almost like, oh, boy, I know I'm going to be seeing this person when I, when I go to work or when I go here or when I go there. And what happened, I found out when you, when you, my daddy used to always say, you kill them with kindness. The Bible tells us when we pray for our enemies, you know, and, and do the things that are pleasing to God, even towards our enemies and for our enemies, it's, it's, it's throwing coals of fire upon their head. And I found out what that means. We, it's actually eventually going to put them to shame <clears throat> because they think, See, they, they really didn't know us. They thought they knew us. And a lot of times they try to get a response or a reaction out of us. But what happens when we don't respond to the way that they thought that we were going to respond, it brings a shame to them. Now, they may not acknowledge it, but, but it's not our responsibility. We let God deal with that. And it's showing right. us that we are bigger than that. Okay, 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 you got me, you got me, okay, no problem, no problem. There you go. You know what? When 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 we trust God, matter of fact, I'm, I'm going to share this short story. <clears throat> there was someone that messed me over thousands of dollars. And I said, I was not going to pay it, I was not going to pay it. And God said, pay it. I said, well, <laughs> he said, pay it. And I don't mean just give them the money. He said, I want you to bless it, and I want you to give it with a cheerful heart. I said, I'll tell you what, God, I'm going to do it. If you tell me to do it, and I everything God tells us to do, there's for a reason, and it's for our benefit. So what I did was <clears throat> that first week I got a money order, and I got the money order. I prayed over it. I blessed it, and I gave it to that person. Two weeks later, I did the same thing on a Friday. On that second time I did it, that was on a Friday. And just what happened, I took off that following Monday and Tuesday. But that Monday, 
I went to the mailbox, and there was an unexpected check. That check was for me. And that check was almost the amount that that person said I had to pay. Almost. And so I went back uh, the next day. I was at home, and I was praying again like I did on that Monday. I was praying, and I was just talking to God, and God told me to get up and go back to the mailbox. And I said, God, I said, I'm trusting you. And you told me to give with a cheerful heart. And so that Tuesday, I went to the mailbox. And I went to the mailbox, and there was another check from a different company I was not expecting. And when I opened up that check, it was almost the same amount as the check the day before. So when I added both of those amounts up, it was way beyond what that person told me I had to pay. But what happened was I put God to the test when he told me to obey him and give with a cheerful heart. Because even if I had a gave and gave grudgingly, then guess what? I would have missed my own blessing. But because I gave and I did it the way God told me to give, and I gave it to the person to, who misused my trust, when I did it, and I gave it with a cheerful heart, I wasn't the one that had the problem. I was the one that was able to sleep at night. The other person had the problem. But I even had to pray for that person. And even praying for those who hurt you, praying for your enemies and stuff, it may not it may not seem that we can understand it, but God's ways are not like our ways. God's thoughts are not like our thoughts. You know, God will use the foolish to confound the wise. So God has a bigger purpose and plan, and sometimes we just have to trust God's hand even if we don't understand his plan. Yeah. Yeah, that's powerful. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes, you know, you, that's the hardest thing to do. Like, that's the hardest thing to do because you don't know the the results from it. But mm-hmm. but I've learned when he tells you to do something you better do it. Yeah, 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 yeah. And and he's gonna use it for our good, but also there's a purpose behind it. You know, ultimately God wants to go and speak to the world, preach to the world, you know, share the good news of who he is. And sometimes that hurt is opportunity for others to know who God is and what he can do through us. That's true. It, it, it sounds crazy, yeah. you, but, but you'd be surprised what God can do. And sometimes, I'm, oh, my gosh, like I was saying earlier, sometimes the things that happen, it had to happen specifically to us. We don't understand a lot of stuff. And some things we we may not understand on this side of heaven, Sometimes we may have to wait to heaven to understand some things. Sometimes it may be some things that we'll never understand, even when we make it to heaven. But all we need to know is that we can trust God and trust his plan and purpose for our life. And know no matter what we dealt with in our life, God was right there. Even if it, it seemed like 
it was bad. God still covered us. He didn't take us out. He didn't take our mind. He didn't mm-hmm. take our. He didn't take our soul. He didn't take our life. He didn't take our purpose. But in the midst of whatever, right. in the midst of whatever we dealt with, God gonna use it for Him to get the glory. God gonna <laughs> use us to get the glory. You know, even what you dealt with in in your life, when it seemed like yeah. you know what, God is there a purpose for me? Is that purpose? God gonna use that ugly thing that transpired, and the results gonna be a beautiful, a beautiful, joyous bouquet out of the mess yeah. that might have transpired, out of the garbage. God, God can make a treasure from garbage. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty cool to think about. Mm-hmm. There's definitely a reason behind that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. It's not for us to figure out. It's not to understand. So I I gave up trying to understand why and figure out why it is how it is and how it's going to be. But like you said, it's some things we're never going to understand. Our minds can't comprehend something. So Mm -hmm. um, you just have to accept it and learn how to give everything to God. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. The song says, take your burdens to the Lord and leave it there. And that's what we're going to do. Yeah. You know? But I, I, I thank you. I can I can, I can, keep you on this phone until next Saturday, but I know um, we're going we're gonna to get ready to uh, allow prayer because even the things that we don't understand, you know, this opportunity for us to, to give it to God. And like I said, it doesn't mean that what we dealt with, we enjoyed it. What we dealt with, we, we give him permission. But even in the midst of whatever transpired in our life, what the devil meant for evil, God can, God will turn it for our good. And also, God going to help us to be able to minister to someone else that have gone through the same thing. And for us to be able to help them through their situation. Because, you know, what the devil tried to do, he didn't take us out. So he's already defeated right there. And also, even in the midst of whatever we dealt with, <clears throat> God can bring us closer together to him, but also even to each other. You'd be surprised out of out of tragedy, out of out of brokenness, how sometimes he have created a bond for each other, a bond with each other. That's true. Yeah. yeah. So, so if if there is anyone, and once again, thank you, ma'am. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I'm gonna I'm gonna put you on hold because I wanna uh, speak with you a little bit uh, after the show. Okay. But um, for those who may have unforgiveness, for those who may not understand what transpired in their life. For those who feel like they can't forgive those who have hurt them, you know, you have heard a testimony from the young lady. Whatever you're going through, you can you can forgive, but like I said, don't rely upon your own strength or ability. Ask God to help you. He's here to help you. Not just I, I want I want us to make this personal. He's not only here to help us. He's here to help you to overcome whatever situation you dealt with. 
but also for you to be able to forgive those who might have hurt you, to forgive those who might have um, used you, those who might have hurt those who we're, we're close to, those who we love. We're not going to allow that to define who we are, but in spite of what transpired, God is going to get the glory, God is going to get the honor, God is going to get the praise, and God is going to help us to forgive those who it seems like that are unforgivable. Whatever act, whatever whatever transpired, we're going to give everything to God. The Heavenly Father, we come to you right now, God. Thank you, Lord, for your awesomeness. We come to you right now, God. We want to acknowledge your presence on today, God. God, we ask Lord to help us, God. Help us, God, no matter what has transpired, God. Help us, God, to be able to forgive. Help us to be able to let go of whatever pain may have transpired, whatever that may have transpired in the past. Help us, God, to let go of the past and embrace the present and the future right now, God. And we know that you hold the future, God, of anything and everything right now, God. God, we ask you to help us, God, to not just ignore what transpired, but God, help us even to acknowledge it, help us even to accept what transpired, but more importantly, God, give it to you, God. Help us, God, in every area of our life right now, in the name of Jesus. Lord, we're even holding up, even those who have hurt us, God, our enemies, God, even those who might have lied, even those who might have scandalized our name, even those who might have taken our kindness for weakness, God. God, we ask you to forgive them, God. God, we ask you to forgive them, God, and God, give them that desire, God, to get it right with you first, God. Give them that desire, God, to repent to you, God. Desire, God, to give up everything that's unlike you, God, and to seek your righteousness, God. In the name of Jesus, instead about everything you stand for, about every problem, about every confusion, remind everything the devil stand for, remind every pain, every torment right now. In the name of Jesus, Lord, we even speaking, God, for those who are hurt, emotionally hurt, God, we speaking, God, that you heal every wound, every scar, and every scar tissue right now. In the name of Jesus, God, we ask, Lord, for those who need who need physical healing, God, touch and heal their body right now. God, even the result of unforgiveness, God, heal their bodies right now, God. Give them that desire, God, to give everything to you, God. We bind every spiritual ulcer right now. In the name of Jesus, we bind every sleepless night, God. Help them, God, to give it to you, God, and then give them perfect peace, God. Give them sweet sleep, God. If they can give, if they can cast all their curse upon you, God, every one of their concerns, every one of their hurts, every one of their issues, God, give everything to you right now. So I mean, speaking, God, for those who may be needing a job, God, even those who may have dealt with injustice because of hurt or because of uh, a mistrust, whatever, God, help them, God, and make, make and meet every need, God. According to your riches and glory right now, God. Meet their needs right now, God. In the name of Jesus, provide a way for them right now, God. And we give you the honor. We give you the glory. We give you the praise right now. In Jesus' name we pray. We say amen, amen, amen. I want to thank everyone who tuned in and listened to the show. If you have any suggestions on future topics or episodes, feel free to contact me. I'm on Facebook. I'm Brother Prater. That's B-R-O-T-H-E-R, Prater, P as in Paul, R-A, T as in Tom, E-R. You can read my daily devotions and videos on my page. Also, you can subscribe to my YouTube channel. 
Spirit, or you can go to my website at www.brotherprater.org. You will see the date of devotion, the upcoming events, and personal appearances. Also, you can go to my store section, which is on the website, where you can purchase my book, A Few Good Men, A Path to Godly Fatherhood. A Few Good Men was written to inform men of the needs and responsibilities to their families, children, spouse, or children's mother, to inform women the needs of men, and to give single women the qualities of a potential future husband and or father to present or future children. I want to thank each and every one who tuned in to the show, and thank you for listening to Reconnect My Heart radio program. God bless you, and good night.